morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. We back. You know the vibe? What up, fellas? What's going on, man? How you feel? Doing all right, man. Enjoying this nice Sunday. Oh, yeah. I feel pretty good, man. Uh, I can't lie. Um, had a great day yesterday. Celebrated <clears throat> my son's first birthday, which was cool. Nice. Um, good time, and good time. Some funny, some funny conversations, you know, and just just catching up with some some old friends and worthies making new friends. So it's crazy how my life has come to this point. But we're back on Sunday morning. Um, different than. The usual Saturday, 11 a.m. This would be how it's how it's going to be going forward. So <clears throat> it felt right this morning. I mean, a lot. I woke up excited about the pod, excited about the topics. It gave us some more time to kind of think about what we want to talk about and what we don't want to talk about. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a lot of that. So uh, I think it was a good week in the NBA. And then <clears throat> the Harden news broke yesterday. So um we'll talk about that a little a little bit later so let's get into it man let's get into it let's get uh, it first off um i don't know if this is going to become a thing but man like the the non-basketball related news that comes up that we have to pass over we we, we can't skip past it sometimes and this topic is one that went viral and crazy <laughs> you know where i'm getting at you know where i'm going you know yes. exactly the uh the Alabama SmackDown, the Alabama <laughs> uh the Alabama Brawl, whatever you want to call it. Oh my Alabama God. Sweet Tea Party. The sweet tea party. <laughs> As our friends on the Joe Bun podcast said, uh wow. Um and th- this isn't a, a a black white thing. Like we're not gonna make it like th- make it that way because it could have been Indians versus Asians. It could have been black versus Indians. It could have been anything. And we would, we would let these jokes fly. So yeah. this, this is not a race war. This is just like, this shit was funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. It, it has so many different, just different aspects to it. Like just people coming out of water, just different things that, that, that you know from fights before they happen with the dudes skipping. The, the, the <laughs> underestimation by the the one party over another it, it was just a crazy time and so many angles came out over social media shout out to to the internet man we gotta take a brief <laughs> second to shout out the internet man the internet, is, internet for real, for real specifically man. twitter blew this thing way out of proportion and it was crazy it was a fun time to be on the internet the whole oh, oh my god i, I live for the game on twitter when you're just running it back all day between the hat flip, the chair, my man getting in the water. Wait, 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 wait. wait let's not run through it. We, let's let's go. Let's go topic by topic, right? Okay. Let's let's start with the hat flip. Why? How was that an instinctual? No, man, that's like the best signal. Yeah, that... <laughs> that's the SOS. How was that an instinctual? He must have been really pissed off for him to flip that hat. That's probably was part of his uniform. He probably got to get that back at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> so for him to flip it and not give a give a shit about it, it was like it's it's on. And that was, you know, everybody had their thing when it was about to get in fights. And I know for every time that I've ever almost gotten a fight, y'all might think I'm corny for this, but my shirt was coming off, bro. 
My shirt was coming <laughs> off. Like, I didn't want nobody to drag me by my shirt. So my shirt always came off when I was about to fight somebody. So, like, it got me thinking, like, when you guys almost got into a tussle or a ker- kerfuffle, as whatever they want to call it, uh, what did you guys, what was your preparation, like, going into a fight? Like, this dude's about to, we about to go at it. So was there anything in your mind that you thought, like, I don't want to call it a pregame ritual, but like a pre-fight ritual, which you had to do it before you go into a fight. Oh man, I, I don't. I, I I hate to admit it, man, but but I'm, I'm light skinned so I I start with the the, the <laughs> tearing up. You can see it, like I'm getting raged up, and it's just on from there, man. And the chain, if I got a chain on, the chain is coming off. I've had too many chains snatched, so yeah, that's my that's my little ritual. I'm taking my chain off, and the eyes are watering up, like it's intense. <laughs> I'm more of a I'm more of a pre-gamer. So, like, if it's if it's out of nowhere, then, you know, I don't really have a thing that usually happens. I'm a skinny dude. You know, maybe, maybe the shirt might come off, like like Rello said. But I'm a pre-gamer. Like, if I'm if I'm walking to the fight, I'm I'm, I'm, uh, I'm talking to myself. I'm getting ready. Like, I'm in the <laughs> box. Hey, I'm yo. getting ready. Whole prep talk. I'm getting ready because you never know. But now... I'm rocking to fit it to every fight just in case. You never know. You might have to call for backup. Flip that John and they did. Like Well, once the hat once the hat went up, bro, it was on. Like the people up top on the deck could see the hat in the air. They know something's going on on the lower level. We saw people running down to his level when he was getting jumped by those uh those people that was blocked from the dock. Um and then we got as ish from Joe Point Podcast also said Jermichael Phelps. Uh, decided to jump into the water, <laughs> jump into the water and swim his way over to the fight. He had to be about what? I think he's a he's probably to be a high school or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they said he was like sixteen. Yeah, so you know he's young when you can swim all that way and still be ready. I to was fight. about to say that's the that's that that explains the stamina because it ain't no thirty five and up year old swimming to no fight and <laughs> get there and be ready to go. He had to I be was, a young because it ain't no way. Bro, if I would have swim over there, I probably just went home after that. Like, there's no way I'm a fight. Like, there's no way. But he he ended up making his way over there. He ended up uh, suplexing somebody. Like, <laughs> he ended up suplexing oh, onto the onto the deck. <laughs> and then all hell broke loose, bro. All hell broke loose. It was a whole war. Women fighting women. Dudes fighting dudes. And people were getting thrown in the water. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not something we condone. But uh, like, have you? When's the last time you've seen a brawl like this? Like, I I don't except for like you know the obvious um, racial wars that that come that come about sometimes that, that are unfortunate. But something funny like this where it's so random. Like, who would have thought in Montgomery, Alabama, there would be a fight at the dock that has ten angles and chairs being thrown in? All this other crap, like I, I can't remember the last time I seen something like this. The the obvious biggest one, the most co- commercially talked about, anyway, is the is the fight at the palace. Oh yeah, the, 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 the that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. yeah. That was, it, it was on that. It was. It's one of those things where it's just so much going on in in different places. It wasn't just one central fight. It's like you had a fight in the stands. You had a fight by the announcer's table, fight on the bench, fight at midcourt. And I, that's how the, the Alabama thing was. You just had dudes coming off the boat. You had dudes that was 
probably just there to have some fun with the family, just, like, just showing up. People's wives jumping in, chairs being flung. It, it was you definitely it was, need the, uh, the the Jim Ross narration for that one because it just all chaos is broke loose. <laughs> the RKO audio, <laughs> right? <laughs> but could you imagine just eating your crawfish with your family and then you see like somebody just getting beat up? Like <laughs> I'm not like gonna like really go help until I actually see what's going on. Like I'm gonna be like, oh, they getting it in over there. <laughs> Man, oh, they getting it in over there. Then the when they see on the riverboat just watching this as the sun sets. Bro, wow, man. But I I appreciated that uh moment in time for our for our Twitter history. And Twitter, man, Twitter's come a long way, but in some ways, man, it'll never get that 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 feeling back because had this happened and y'all y'all know like ten years ago, you know the hashtags would have been flying, bro. Like, oh yeah, the hashtags would have been iconic, bro. And, and I'm trying to think about a hashtag right right now, but something would have happened where it'd have been like, uh, if I was at the, the Alabama brawl, I would have did this, and people would have been saying some funny shit. Like, I miss those days, man. But here the we trending are. topics. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Tiny topic, bro. Yeah. Hashtag TT. <laughs> but uh, good stuff. Funny, funny, funny moment in time. But um, I'll leave it there. Uh, the, the lastly though, the dude with the chair, bro. We got to we got to give uh a big thumbs down to the dude in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> bro, he blacked out. He blacked oh, out. Bro. Yo, he was wilding with the chair, bro. Yeah. Why you do that? Yeah, yeah. He, he came in. He came in flinging that thing, and it, and it's crazy. Hey, Twitter bro. ran. Twitter and social media ran with that. Now you see people at Walmart copping chairs that they ain't gonna never use <laughs> just to make videos. <laughs> it, it was a hilarious talk. time. Yeah, yeah. He didn't, he didn't. He didn't have to bust bust old girl like that though. Nah. That, Yo, that, that, the, that the, the mug shots are what did me, bro. Bro, that, oh, that could man. <laughs> Old girl <laughs> My man with the two shiners, like, yeah. That, yeah. That I think there was a little me. video. It was a little video that he put out. Like, I don't know if that was that situation or if that was an old video, but there was like this 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 guy, he had like two shiners, a busted lip, and he was like, Yeah. Turns out the 65-year-old guy could, could really throw a punch. <laughs> I was looking at that joint like, oh man, you how you hop on the internet and just say that like <laughs> Cause when you when it's undeniable how you got your ass beat, you gotta you gotta embellish your jokes, man. You gotta embrace it. <laughs> there's, there's no hiding from that. Like you just gotta go dive dive right into it. So yes. yeah, man, dude with the chair. Shout out shout outs to G shout outs to the dude. What's the Detroit rapper named G Mac for the song? I think it was like number one on iTunes over the weekend. It was crazy. <laughs> it was wow. crazy. The whole song was hilarious, man. What? Why am I just finding out about this? <laughs> yeah, nah, nah, nah. The 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 song was crazy. It it it, it really went up on iTunes. It's just, it's just one of those viral moments where people just get lost in the sauce, and it's just the song was hilarious. Though I know we're not gonna play it on here, but you just gotta. It, it was hilarious. The whole good recap. Yeah, and then your boy, I don't know his name, but this the try that in a small town country singer dude. Uh they tried in a small town, man. And they got away with it. So I don't know. Um but yeah. 
I ain't got. Much, I don't. I don't have too much more on that topic. We just had to discuss it because it was funny as hell. Um, but uh, if nobody else has anything they want to say about it, we can move on. Um, couple things that happened this week. Couple things. Um, one and something that. I mean, we don't. We're not insiders for ESPN, so we don't see these these, these things coming. But I thought Mike Greenberg was was good on NBA con- countdown and for the NBA finals and all that stuff. I thought he was a good host. Um, he got in and out of topics. He kind of did a little bit of pandering though. He was always like saying, saying, would you take this person over this person? And like, he was doing too much a little bit. I can see that. But now Malika Andrews will take his place and she'll, um, and it was a mutual decision. They said, so obviously he had a busy schedule with, uh, what's the show called in the morning? Uh, get up. He has to get up in the yeah. morning. Um, so he does that. So he probably was being spread a little thin, but now Malika takes over, um, for his spot. How do I feel about Malika? How do I feel about Malika? <laughs> uh, super happy for her. Let's say that she's very young, budding star in, in, the in the basketball culture, as far as host goes, but I'm getting a little tired of seeing Malika all over my screen. I think I'm having Malika fatigue. Mm. I'm having Malika fatigue. Like she's very good on Shit. NBA Today. She's good on NBA Today. I really like that show. I really like a lot with her, Perkins, R. Jeff. Because I don't have to take it too seriously, you know. Like R. Yeah. R. J. and Perk give their takes. She's more of like the the weather girl of the show. Like she's moderating everything and doing not then that has has that role. Shanae is on. K is on it sometimes. So I take that show for what it is. Um, my countdown, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, and it's not even a her thing. It's not even a her thing. It's about the whole crew, I, I think. And they just haven't stuck it on the way uh, like a TNT has. So I don't think this fixes the problem. But I'm interested to see what she brings to that because obviously those are big games. And um, it, you have to bring something more than interviews to the table when you sit in that seat, I think. Yeah, I mean, I love Malika. She's a great, good host, like very eloquent. Um, it, it is great. But as far as just like having that that spunk, that that personality, I don't know. I mean, especially like when you think about like the other networks, what they do with TNT has, you know, they're obviously their star crews. Um, it's just you want that 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 extra personality, that charisma that keeps you engaged. Um, like personally, I love Monica McNutt. I don't think she gets enough. I mean, she is fantastic. I mean, yep. she definitely breaks it down on multiple angles um, and is, it does a great job hosting, but still gives you that personality, that flair that you look for that keeps you engaged as a basketball fan. Jamie Delano, man. Too, per- I mean, yeah. Green has been great. Since, and this was a good segue after Mike and Mike broke up for him to do the you know, NBA finals, do less of and just do the NBA. I mean, just do the uh, the wake up on ESPN. So, you know, it's a good transition, but I'm, I'm sad to see him go too. Man, hashtag let, me, let Perk hold, man. Let, <laughs> let, my man, let my man. Let my man Perk get a shot, man. I feel like oh, he, he, he could bring a little and host him, man. Why not? Hell no. Are you, kid, are you kidding me? No, no, no. I don't have a problem with Malika. Uh, I, I feel like she's a good host. Um, I do feel like if we're if we're talking needing of like a personality change and just someone that's going to bring some type of smoke. I don't think Mike was the answer either. Um, but I feel like, yeah, she, she, if you look at how 
you know, the movement that's been going on through her career, kind of rising up the ranks from being just kind of like a sideline reporter. Um, I think she was just pretty much up next. Like, I, I don't have a problem with her. I don't, like, like y'all said, I don't really get that, like, flaring personality that you probably want from a host of, like, a finals, like a show that's, that's probably heavily watched like that. But, uh, but I don't have no problem with Malika. I think she's cool for the job. And I think as long as they got the the right – I didn't read too much about everyone else that was still going to be on the panel, but as long as there's the right mix of personalities around her, then I think the show will be fine. Yeah. It's likely, it's likely, it's likely going to be the same people, probably Stephen A. and Mike Wilbon. Uh, Jalen Rose was originally on that crew as well, so I don't know what happens with him being let go, who they replace him with. Um, but it, it really dawned on me, like, how does ESPN not have someone that's like Ernie Johnson? Mm-hmm. Like Ernie, how, like TNT has Ernie. We know he's what he's going to give us. He's a Hall of Fame broadcaster. How I know that ESPN got some good talent evaluators. There has to be somebody that could fill that role and bring that type of not to the Ernie Johnson level. Obviously, he's a one of one. <laughs> Ernie is the goat. Exactly, he's the one of one. But somebody yeah. that can be the staple in the middle of you know, the actual NBA minds to, to, to have a lack of a better word. So to be, to be honest with you, I mean, they had something like that in Rachel Nichols for about a decade. She was doing the NBA finals and that whole fiasco with her and Maria Taylor had happened. So that's, you know, really changed it up. And ESPN is losing so many talented personalities just because of their pay scale. I mean, you can work there for a number of years with a good pay. And then when it's time to renew your contract, you know, they can go elsewhere and command, you know, a lot more money. So you see, like, Maria Taylor had left and went other places. Um, and even now, like, Kari Champion, a number of, you know, great talents decide to opt to, to, do, to go elsewhere. So, um, And I definitely think ESPN, you know, they've been pushing for, you know, to have the female anchors, female broadcasters. So, you know, losing Rachel Nichols was very big, and I think they're trying to just fill that boy with Marie, uh, Malika Andrews. Yeah, I don't know. I can't even think of someone that they could even look at just just off the top of my head. I'm not even. Yeah. Ernie, Ernie is the GOAT, like you said, man. That's one of one. Yeah, I can't think of anybody, man. Like, Rachel yeah. Nichols. Was, Stuart was, Scott was that guy. Booyah. Yep, of course. Yeah. Scott. When you lose stuff, people like that, it's hard to replace, like. You you just you just can't fill that seat. It's impossible. Rachel Nichols was you know she's a great uh, host. She's a great moderator. Um, so it's hard to get you know a replacement for her as well. She's now with Showtime doing their helping out with their sports segments. I can't think of anybody. Like we'll see what Malika does. Um, I, I do like Monica McNutt as well. I do like her, but I think she maybe needs a little bit more time. Just time. Just time. Yeah, I, would, I, would, I don't know if she's like big, ready for the main stage in the in the finals just yet. But I would love to see her, you know, host a show or just you know be highlighted more. I mean, she just great. Like she's she's great. Um, she's great at the WNBA as well. She she does a lot of their coverage. Cheney, um, is is great sometimes. Um, but <laughs> I love she, I love Cheney's <laughs> energy and enthusiasm, man. She brings it every time. Yeah, you you're never going to get over on Cheney. She's very like oh no, she 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 goes keeping facts. And she yeah. gonna she go she gonna crush it. And I'm a, and I'm a fall back every time. If me and her got in the beat, I'm not in the beat. You win. Um. So, yeah, we'll we'll see how Malika does. Uh, and we'll see how their chemistry is during like the NBA Finals and huge marquee games and stuff like that. So, that was interesting. 
but we can move on. Um, now, the USA team has now been – had two games now, um, two blowout wins, one versus Puerto Rico. The first half was pretty close, which, is, which scared me a little bit. And then Slovenia, which I didn't get to catch, but saw that they blew them out as well with no Luka Doncic. Um, a couple things I'm noticing uh, from the team is that Steve Kerr, the coach of the, of the team, is switching up roles and responsibilities a little bit. Um, Austin Reeves is getting a lot more touches and responsibilities than I thought. I'm very happy AR-15. for him. Robin? AR-15, baby. Oh, yeah. My guy, Hillbilly Kobe. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm very surprised to see him with such a large role. Uh, the Josh, I don't know if Josh Hart played yesterday, but in the first game he didn't play. So I was like, maybe he's getting all this role, this uh, minutes because Josh Hart isn't playing. But yesterday, and they played today against Spain. So we'll see if he can do it for a third game. Um, Ant Man is showing why he's probably the right now. I would say he's probably like the second best player on this team, uh, if not the first. I think B.I. is still, like, the overall better – no, or Jaron Jackson Jr. He's probably, like, the best player on the team, and he's right there, obviously. So um, he's showing his his flashes, and they're doing what they're supposed to do. Um, they look like they're having fun. They're playing a lot of defense and transition, which is, which is you know, imperative for the, for the international game. So I'm happy with what I'm seeing so far. Yeah, they've been really competitive. Yeah. I love Boston. I was saying, I've been really competitive, great defense. Uh, they, they've been, I've been seeing them, like we noticed, they've been talking a lot on the floor, which is good, seeing them communicate, uh, running the floor, moving the ball. Um, it's been great just to see, you know, some of the guys connect together and seeing them, you know, play outside of their, their typical roles. You know, a lot of them being star players, but, you know, play team basketball, um, you know, move. Um, so, yeah, it's been fun to watch. You know, I watched the uh, the first game against Puerto Rico. It was good, really exciting. Um so, yeah, I'm just excited to see them play throughout the, you know, the tournament and, and moving on throughout the summer. Yeah, they, they look good to me. They, you could, right off the bat, you could just tell just the, the level of athleticism is just crazy compared to the teams that they play, uh, which should be a big advantage for them. Um, they look like they're playing a team game. It doesn't seem like it's just one guy, you know, getting all the buckets. Uh, and Obviously, you know, it's exhibition game, so Steve Kerr is probably trying to get everyone some some time just to see what it looks like um anthony edwards look good looks good i don't agree with the 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 second best player on the team i think he's the best player on the team Uh, (laughs) brandon ingram is good brandon ingram is good but like anthony edwards is next up just nba period not even just talking fiba the the fiba team just in the league like you know up and coming superstars yeah like anthony edwards is for sure next up i can you you can tell he's just going to be the the perennial all star. I can see multiple multiple all star appearances coming, but yeah, they all look good. Um, Jalen Brunson is is running the team well. Uh, they they got some athleticism. They got some height if they they decide to go the the, the Walker Kessler route. Um, I'm excited to see what they do versus the versus the better teams. The, the Spain game. I know Spain has some some players. I don't know how many NBA players they have, but I know they got some some good players from just just playing overseas in Spain and things like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I mean, I'm excited to see them just to see what they do. Well, well, let's have the conversation. Um, I think the who are the top three players on that team? Uh, probably definitely Ant Man, um, Jaron Jackson Jr., and then between like Ingram and Brunson, maybe. 
I, mean, I just looked at Ingram's numbers with Anthony, Anthony Edwards' numbers, and they're pretty comparable. I understand he's next up and stuff like that. Like, I would, I would rather have Anthony Mann going forward, but I'm, I think right now, they're pretty, they're pretty close, bro. I, I don't think I can say one or the other. Like, they're both can score, um, multi-level scorers. Uh, Brandon Ingram probably a little bit better defensively at this point, in my opinion. And man, probably, you know, he's 22 years old. He has some things to learn about defense. Ingram has more experience um, and been through a lot more. So I'm not ready to say Ant-Man is better than Brandon Ingram right now. Um, yeah, I like a lot of I like his game. I love being be easy's game because he really can like at his size, he can defend multiple positions, rebound really well, and he distributes well for his size. Um, especially with like Zion being out, you'll see him pick up the load a little bit more. I just love his mm-hmm. playmaking ability. Um, I was actually watching three and Twitter the other day, and they were actually comparing him and Tatum stats. And obviously Tatum scores a little bit more, but they're like not too far off. You know, both uh, you know, Duke, Duke alumni. Um, I, I think be easy. Like, I think they're interchangeable. Like, I would go with that four you got. But I think, um, obviously, Anthony Edwards has the highest ceiling of all the players, I would say. Oh, for sure. So, that's my for one. Sure. Right. So, yeah, so, so, yeah, maybe that's what I meant. I, you, could, you could say, yeah, you could say B.I. is better right, right at this moment. But I, I would agree mostly with that, that, that he has the highest ceiling of, yeah. out of him, you know, out of him, B.I., so. Yeah, I, I still think Ant is the, the uh, just I don't know, just slightly better. And yeah, Bi has him on defense, but I think with Ant's athleticism and, and, and the right coaching in his ear, he, he'll become a very, very good defender as well. I mean, he wants to. Uh, he wants to be a great player. He says all the right things. Um, he looks like a creative player, bro. Like if you see, he looks like a cre- like like if you wanted to create a wingman, six six okay. six seven. <laughs> He look. He looks like Anthony Edwards. Like yeah, that's he what is he like looks. the <laughs> Exactly. So, um, we'll see yeah, how they play. Ball dribble. Yep. Dribble. He shoot the ball. He has all the things from him. Like next year, I really want to see him get better at distributing. Like he talked about, you know, getting Cat to be an MVP, getting Rudy back in the Defensive Player of the Year conversation, and them ultimately getting you know fifty plus wins. I think it's really on him, and I just want to see him as a floor leader. I mean, they traded D'Angelo Russell midseason, then they brought in Mike Conley. So I want to see him, you know, be more active with the ball in his hands and, and be better as a playmaker and distributor. So that's my one challenge for him. Like, I'd love to see, because I'm a big fan. I even have his jersey. I'm, I'm 30 plus still buying jerseys. The right jersey look good, man. But, but right. the. Getting cat to MVP, that's a that's a lofty goal right there. <laughs> right. That's a a stretch in my opinion. I don't I don't know about Cat ever being an MVP talker, but I, I hope I hope I hope for, for Anthony Edwards that, that that he can play with a all star big man. I don't I don't re- I still don't really care for the, the, the Rudy and, and Cat fit, but oh uh, yeah. But 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 them two playing with Ant and Ant, like you said, becomes a better distributor. I think it could help, um, especially since Cat can stretch the floor. So it's not like they have to be in the paint at the same time and things like that. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I would definitely like to see that part of his game grow, too. If he can get to, like, six assists a game, I think that would just – God damn. It just help everybody around him and, and himself. I know. Like I said, it, I it, mean, it's attainable. I mean, like you, said, you can space the floor with Cat. Yeah. You can, you know, pick and roll, look for the lob with Gobert. I mean, you know, space right. some shooters around them. I'd love to see six assists. Right. I think it's really yeah. attainable. 
No, I didn't say that because I didn't think he could do it. I said that because if he can average twenty-eight and six, then he 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 inefficient and they winning. Yeah, yeah, he's the one. Yeah, he's one. Of the he's going to give you like six, seven boards too because yeah. he's active. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Those those type of those those are type of MVP numbers. If the, exactly. the Wolves can type of kind of get get up in the standings. Yeah, they got to win. They got to win, and they got, they need a bench badly. Uh, Nasri. I think Nas Reed could be let, – let me, let me watch my wrist. I think Nas Reed one day, if they end up fixing their roster situation and if they end up, you know, getting getting the starting five some help, he could be like a six-man-of-the-year candidate. I really oh, think yeah. that. For sure. I can see that. I can see that happening. He's a really good player. I think he was really, really underrated. Um, I think he came on this season and people kind of really saw that he was – you know, he was a real, real good player. And he could, you know, if it, not for Gobert, he probably would be – he could probably start. Yeah, no, he has to shoot a little bit. Yeah, so I, I, I like the fit for them. I think, you know, if you were a good center and you show up to the Timberwolves, they just giving everybody the bag over there. <laughs> <laughs> they pay, they're now paying – they're now paying. Like, I think the number was, like, close to, like, $100 million for, like, three centers. So it's gonna be funny to see, you know, how that plays out. I think if it gets if it gets dicey and they're not really, you know, playing up the par during the season, I could I could see one of them out the door. Yeah, I mean, I one was of, I was one of the questions. Okay, I don't think they're gonna get rid of Nas. I was questioning it last year when uh, Rudy Gobert was getting into it with uh, Kyle Kyle Anderson and slow mo and stuff like that. So and then then he got suspended for the playing game, and I was just like, damn, bro, like really, this is the worst timing. But like you said, they spending so many, so much money, money on their bigs. Um, when they really, you know, they definitely need the depth because that's what hurt them last year. Even when Jalen McDaniels went down and broke his hand, like they showed the lack of depth in, uh, in that first round series. So, but they're a young, talented team. I'm really looking, you know, big expectations for them to make a leap. Um, yeah, I wasn't mad at uh, what's his name, Rudy Gobert getting suspended because we had to play them. So I wasn't really mad at that. Um, <laughs> but nah, Nasri is big jersey. I can see him having a big breakout season this year. He kind of had one last year and then got hurt. And they really needed him. Um, so we, we can see we get, uh, what he does this year. All right, let's get back on track. All right, like I was saying um, yesterday, the news came out that Harden is not the, – the trade talks for Harden have closed. Um the Philly GM said, you know, we, we don't like what we're seeing, so we're going to hold off trade talks with something right now, and hopefully we'll bring you into training camp and we'll con- continue to scour the league of what's out there. But for right now, we just can't let you go. And um, apparently there might be some tension going into to, to training camp, and that's not good for anybody. Um, you know, all of the fat, hard, and stuff starting to come out. He's not going to be in shape. Uh, I, I don't, I don't want to see, like, I don't want to see this get ugly. You know, like, let's go into the season with some, I don't, I, let's go into the season with some, some happiness. Uh, Tyrese Maxey and MB don't need this drama to be going on. Um, but it's very interesting that they really can't come to a deal, bro. Like, what do you do when your, your star player is unhappy and you cannot trade him because you don't want to get fleeced? That's a tough well, if you're the if you're the GM, do you give him do, do you rail? If you're the GM, do you give Harden a full length max contract? No. At what, 33, 34 years old? 
I think he no. is somewhere around there. I, I don't think get that's just what it's come down to. I think that's just what it's come down to. I think Daryl Morey knows that he probably loves Harden and you know all the things he did they did together in Houston, all the historic numbers. I, I think somebody needs to tell Harden that like, you you ain't that Harden no more. Like you're not Houston Harden. And although I do really feel like out of all the superstars that have had to like get to a later stage in their career and had to kind of change up the way they play, I think Harden has done it one of the best because even in Brooklyn, he was like 10 assists a game. And he went from 35 a game to dropped it down to like 21 and 10. And you'll take that from Harden. Um, and I think that someone in Harden's camp needs to just tell him like, hey, man, look, take what they could give you. Not take what they could give you. Obviously, he's going to get some type of bag. I don't think they're going to like underpay him. But I don't think they should overpay him either. Wait, let, yeah, me, let me. I agree with that. Sorry, Austin. One second. Sorry, I cut you off. It's all good. Um, let me take back what I said. I would give Harden a full-length contract, but at the right number. If he's expecting $45 million a year, I can't do that for you, James. If you want to yeah. take if you want to take 37, I can do that for you for four years. I can do that for you. I don't think it's the I don't think it's a number. I don't think it's the the numbers on the 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 years are an issue because when you're 33, you know, what I'm saying you're not. He hasn't slowed down to the point where you're like he's like ah three years he's out of the league. But when you're at that age, I think players tend to value the length, also the money. But I think the length of the contract is something that players tend to value as they get older. I think it's the numbers, the money. I think he probably thinks he deserves forty-five million a year. I mean, I don't, but you know, <laughs> I'm a Harden fan, just like everybody, just like most people are. But nah, forty-five million a year, and you still need to put a a, a decent team around. And then the, you got the, the the question of just James Harden when he gets late in the season, playoff time. You he has those games, and even in the Boston series, it was like oh have. 27 in 10 one game and in the next game he has like like 11 and you're like why would we why would we pay 45 million a year to the point where nowhere contracts are these days he'd probably be making north of 60 million at age what 37 i'm good on that yeah i think honestly you know with these older guys once you get past 30 and then you've you know you've had a couple of deals you know the length you're looking for those two three years with that team or that player option so it gives you the flexibility to you know decide if you want to stay here and the and the flexibility to move around i think he's made enough you know throughout his career where you know the money isn't as big as the destination so that's why you just look back at it that whole brooklyn situation was perfect for for him from a competitive standpoint from a money standpoint I mean, that was the best move for him. So when he decided that he he was the first out of the, the trio that wanted to leave, it was like, damn, like you eliminated your chance from the competitive standpoint. Now you have to find another situation. And Philly wasn't a bad alternative, but obviously, you know, living in Philly wasn't, you know, uh, isn't ideal for him. Living in Brooklyn wasn't even ideal for, for James. So I think he just valued certain things at certain times. And now it's difficult because it's like, you know, I gave Philly a run. I gave him two years. I, you know, I, it's not as enjoyable as other places. Um, even, you know, bringing in the talent, we didn't, we, you know, the talent level, we, we didn't, you know, I guess Philly was the one team that competed this year that didn't really improve this offseason. Um, so I think he's just looking around like, what can I do? You know, I got, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, towards the latter year of my career, the latter years of my career, what, what moves am I going to make to, you know, 
to ultimately make me get another run at a, at a ring. I just think right now it's a little difficult for him to move, especially trying to facilitate a trade this late, post draft. Um, you know, salaries. You know, c- capping out. Um, you know, money's being spent, so it's a little difficult. I think James needs to just realize uh, Philly is it for him right now. It's tough for it's tough for star players to age to age in the league. Sometimes it really is, um, and he's one of those guys where everything was built around him in Houston, like night in and night out for years. And he had Car Blanche to do whatever he wanted, pass when he wanted, shoot when he wanted, and it's it's not that anymore. And he had problems with Doc Rivers last year. Um, he has Nick Nurse this year, who's like a I don't want to say he's a stern coach. Um, he he knows his philosophy. Fees he's. He's hard on his players. Like we've we've heard Nick Nurse speak out against his players before. So one of the best X's and O's coaches in the NBA, though. I mean, yeah, he runs some fantastic sets. Out of timeouts, you know, if you watch it, the detail. He's a really, really talented coach. Yeah, that's your guy. Um, I have to see more. Um, <laughs> I am a Nick Nurse guy. I can't lie. I mean, he won a championship. That that was great. Um, that that run was epic with Kawhi. One of the best runs I, I've seen from a player and a team even though KD was hurt in the finals. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I still think they need to explore the Dame trade that I proposed like two months ago, uh, Maxi and Tobias for, for, for Dame. I think they need to explore that, man. I think, uh, I think that honestly is a good trade, a good trade package scenario. It's up to Dame if he's willing, you know, to, to go there. And obviously I don't think Harden is going to go to want to go to Portland, so. Exactly. Like, if you have Dame, Harden, and Embiid, you can work with something here. Obviously, you got to get rid of Maxi, which is heartbreaking. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. But um, you got to win now, man. You got to win. Embiid is is almost thirty. Uh, his knees are forty, and like you got to win now. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what other option there is, man. I really don't. Um, Tyler Tyler Hero is not going to uh, Portland. It seems. He's been Miami going crazy in the Pro-Am League. Had like 44 yesterday, two days ago or yesterday. So he looks healthy. Yeah, he was wilding, yeah, bro, with sweatpants on. I, I, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> it was like capris. He was wilding, bro. Not even like long, full of sweats. <laughs> that's what the NBA player looked like, bro. He, like in a, in a Pro-Am game, that's what an NBA player looks like. He was like, he looked different than anybody else on that court. Even Bam. So... Um, yeah, glad to see him back after that wrist injury this summer, man. Because I think honestly, like I, I don't want to like push it too much, but I think that the, the the Denver series would have been a little bit more competitive with him. I agree, just a little bit. Just a little bit. I'm not saying they would. I'm not going. I'm not jumping off the ledge. They were. A little yeah, bit about to say they were never beating Denver. There was no <laughs> chance in hell they would beat. Denver. No, no, I would not. Well, Denver was so good. Great team last year. I, I, I'm not giving Denver too much credit. I don't like them. Um, but it's let's say that's I don't care. Mike Malone still wants all the smoke, Lakers fans. Yeah, and they're gonna get that smoke open at night. Open at night. Y'all had a y'all had a, y'all had a competitive sweep, man. You know what I'm saying? Competitive as a sweep to me. That's crazy, bro. Y'all go down to... history for the most competitive sweep, man, for sure. That's Big crazy. up to the Lakers. See, y'all know Big Big is being very uh sarcastic right now, and he's pissing <laughs> <laughs> He's pissing me off right now. But um that that's a good segue into the open and night uh schedule that came out. I'm very excited about this. Uh Lakers, Denver. 
and Phoenix Golden State, they clearly said, F the Eastern Conference. <laughs> we, <don't. laughs> we going straight to the West where the smoke is. They know they heard Mike Malone in the parade. They heard Bruce Brown talking his crap last year. Jokic, uh, no, AD couldn't do nothing with Jokic. You know AD won his get back. LeBron ain't happy about getting swept. This all the stories are there for that game. Um, so it's gonna be interesting because you know we we want this con- continuity on the Lakers. Like we said, continuity, continuity. How do we continue that going into training camp? What we did in the playoffs in the second half of the season and come out to the best team in the league. They still are the best team in the league, even though they lost Bruce Brown. How are we going to come out and compete? I hope we don't get blown out, bro. I hope we don't get blown yeah, out. Bad. <laughs> that'd be bad. I'm, I'm excited. You know, all jokes aside, you know, even though I'm a Boston guy, it'd be interesting to see, you know, how the Lakers gel and take that momentum from last season into this season. Because if they, if they out the gate, come out the, like the team that was, you know, the last month of the season into the playoffs, then I don't know, the West is already deep. But I, I definitely think the Lakers could be a problem over there. Yeah, yeah I, I think we'll see what uh, the Lakers can do with that, you know, that retooled lineup, man, to be honest with you. Hopefully, like like Big said, if they can put keep it going all season, be competitive, turn it on like they did like that last half month and a half of the season, they should be good. It's super cool. like the biggest question mark on y'all team, though, man. Can y'all get AD to play 65, 70? No. That's the question. <laughs> no. 65, maybe. 65, maybe. 70 is a stretch. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> he's going to have 12 rest days just off the rip. Like, so that's, that's 70 right there. He got 70. That's 70 right there off the rip. So I don't know. Um, what I'm more what I'm more focused on at the beginning of the season is getting Gabe Vincent up to speed, getting D'Angelo to play how he played in the second half of the season in the regular season um, last year, get him back to that level consistently, and then monitoring LeBron's um, how he's playing this year and his 21st season. That's all I care about. Um, so that first game is just going to – it's not going to tell me much. I just want to see them compete. I don't care if you win or lose the first game. It's the first game. Who cares? But I just want – I mean, I want to win, obviously. But as long as they're competing and I, and I can see it, I can see the vision, whatever Coach Ham decides to do, I can see, you know, what things we need to tweak and all that stuff, I'm going to be happy with, you know, um, whatever outcome there is. As far as but Denver. a good point, like how the NBA really said, fuck the whole – the East – because usually they have like a, a seven or eight o'clock game, and then they have like the West Coast game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, crap my squad, my squad should be on opening day, man. Y'all keep y'all keep sleeping if you want. Watch Porzingis come out the gate gunning. Wait, it's not Long about us. It's not about us sleeping. But if you if nobody on the West Coast is gonna watch a Boston Miami. Seven o'clock game. Because like, <laughs> it's just not, bro. <laughs> just not. Doesn't like, have that feel. It doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, like Boston, Philly. Oh, we don't know what's going to Philly. Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen with Philly, though. We don't know what's going to happen with Philly. So they, they got to. Good point. Good point. They got to kind of 
give himself a buffer to see what happens there. And I don't even know another team that I, my, Milwaukee, obviously. But Milwaukee, do, I'm about to say they could do a Boston Milwaukee game. Cool. It, it didn't have to be. It didn't have to be two East Coast games either. It could have been, you know, a little East West. True. No, it usually is East West, I believe. But I don't know, man. Yeah, they, I mean, both game, both games that are scheduled are, are going to be crazy, though. Just and then the the new look Phoenix. You got the 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 Golden State Warriors. I think they're going to go at it. You know, the, the Kevin Durant versus the Warriors is always a thing. And then now they got Brad Bill. It should be interesting, man. I'm I'm looking for Phoenix to come out come out the gate and look like they got some synergy between their their big three. That that's going to be an interesting look all season, really seeing who stays healthy and how Brad Bill looks. It's been a while since Brad Bill's been on any type of stage where people are got eyes on him. So I'm excited yeah. for him to kind of you know, up a notch. You know, he's he's always been one of those players for me that's like, dang man, if I could to see Brad Bill in the playoffs. I know he had some early runs when John Wall was healthy. Oh yeah, that twenty seventeen Wizards man. Yeah, they they were nice. Yeah. They were nice. So yeah. I'm excited for that game too. I'm also excited. You know, the, the the day that excites me about opening day for the NBA is never the first day for me. It's always the second day where like everyone plays and there's like ten games on at one time. <laughs> I love that day. Cause then it's like I could just do my laptop, got the tablet, got the phone, and I'm just <laughs> eyeing games. That's always my favorite day right there. Oh yeah. Yeah, so in the Phoenix game, it's gonna be probably the first time, and I don't think they should do this, but Chris Paul is going to probably come off the bench first time in his career, bro. Like, mm. Yeah, story. Damn, I forgot about the Chris Paul thing. That game is just filled with storylines. Yeah, man. It's going to be interesting to see if he – Chris Paul got a, got a face that you can tell everything about. Like, he ain't got no poker face. So you can tell if he come off the bench and he pissed, you're going to be like, oh, he pissed off. He coming off the bench. So uh, we'll see how that goes, whether he – off the bench or starts. Um, obviously, the Warriors are the Warriors. Like, we'll see if John, Jonathan Kaminga has a – he should have a big role. He just had, like, 60 somewhere else and in the, in the Pro-Am. And, you know, this is, like, his third year in the league, and this is – he needs to make that leap. They need him. Um, they really do need him. They leaned on Moody a little bit more last year, but Kaminga has that ceiling that you got to tap into. You can't let go of that. They already let go of Wiseman, like, who has a – Still pretty high ceiling, I, I think. Um, and they they got to get something with Kaminga because he's he's the he's the future. But that game is gonna be crazy, bro. That game gonna be crazy. Both games. And then yeah, the next, you got KD back in the Bay. I mean, I, I, like you said, I, I'm really excited to see Kaminga's growth. Former top ten pick, so just to see how he further develops, how they utilize him. Um, like you said, they started mixing, you know, the lineups, you know, putting Moutier and some of the other players throughout. Um, but I, I want to see him get some consistent minutes. I want to see his role increase with this Warriors team. Yeah, Moutier played in China last year. I mean, uh, Mo- uh, Moses Moody. I'm sorry. I sound like Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> Moses Moody, Moody, Moses Moody. Austin, he be killing names, yo. So yo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to keep a laptop right here just in case. Sounding it out. My man Pablo, my man Pablo still want to smoke with you for last week. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. the next day after opening night is Wimby's debut which is going to be huge obviously um they played the Dallas Mavericks who 
brought back Kyrie Irving on a on a new deal. Luca looks trim. Luca he looks like he's trimmed down considerably. They got Grant Williams, who's a decent pickup um, for their defense and bring some shooting to space the floor for Luca. So, and Spurs didn't really do much, to be honest with you. They brought back Trey Jones, and I'm not sure what else they did. They got campaign. They got campaign. Tight on live. You heard. You heard. That boy wanted to cry. That boy wanted to cry. He was hurt. I didn't expect the Spurs to do much. I think that for them, the Spurs, this is a year of, or the next year or two is probably just seeing who they want around Wimby. I think that's all they're looking at for this year. I don't. I don't. I don't think there are any real expectations. Uh, As an actual basketball head, I see people online who have like these real not. Not unattainable, but they have these these like like he should be in the playoffs first year if he's the the greatest prospect since LeBron. I'm like, mm, I think people need to slow down on what they're gonna get from Wimby this year. He's seven five. He's still a kid, you know. If you're talking just basketball heads, so I I, I don't know if the, if we're gonna see much from Wimby, but I'm excited to see the the, the Kyrie and Luca thing how it, how it pans out over the course of a full season. Hopefully, Kyrie can stay, you know. Locked in. He I, there was some video of him playing in the pro am too. He looked good. He was out there catching oops. That was in Jersey. Yeah, that was at your school. Oh, yeah. He had his more oh, than man. a run game. It's called more than a run. He has he did it. I think he did it last year at Keene. He did it this year at St. Peter's. Uh, I think it's gonna be an annual thing, but um I think this is a good matchup for Wimby just because Mavs don't really have a center. They have like Dwight Powell and they signed somebody. Oh man, I can't remember who. But they, they don't have somebody that's gonna like rough him up, like so he, he can run the floor probably better than anybody they have. Uh, space the floor. I just want to see him block shots and, and run the floor. That's all I really want to see him to do. Yeah, yeah. That that's probably the one thing I'm looking to see from him immediately. The, the how he tries to play, I think it's gonna take some time because he likes to dribble. And that's always going to be a problem when you're talking to NBA 7-5, trying to dribble on people who might be shorter and quicker. But I, I think defensively he should be a problem out the gate. Like, there's there's no reason for him not to be. Yeah, and it's kind of like when I got to college and, be, and became a scorer, and I'm, I'm thinking about Wimby in, in the summer league, how he was, like, trying to ISO at the top of the key and people were like staring at him and he, he couldn't get into the lane. That's kind of how I felt in college where I had to like really think about where I was going to dribble at. And it's going to take him some time. I think where his dribbling uh, skills were show off is in transition. I think once he catches the ball, you know, trailing and catching on the move, things of that nature, that's where we're going to see like the step backs and stuff. I don't think in a half court is going to work. Um, Obviously, you can catch it in the mid post and face up and shoot a step back or something like that. But as far as like really displaying his handle, it's going. I don't think we're going to see it like we saw in the in the French league last year. Yeah, <laughs> I can only guarantee. Man, we're not going to see ISO Wimby year one. <laughs> no, no. We're not going to see it. Dog, if, if I see him shoot the ball and, and miss and then catch his own putback, yeah, in oh, the league, in the league, that'd be crazy. Oh, that'd be crazy. Um, but I'm really excited. Yo, it's mid-August, man. Like, training camp starts in, like, a month and a half, I think, or maybe less. That's crazy, bro. Um, so, season around the corner, man. It's, it's coming. It's coming. Um, Y'all not excited for football season? Oh, what? Oh, nah, you know, awesome. it, oh, God, bro. 
You know it. <laughs> Can't wait. I, Blue green. Let's go. Oh God. Um, don't get me don't get me started, man. I, I can't wait. God, for- I, I didn't say nothing. I didn't say nothing. Oh, man. My <laughs> Eagles back for it. Jalen Hurts. I love the squad. Defensive line looking good. Offensive line looking good. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. Man, we got a oh, stack squad. You know, come on, man. You don't got this dude started. Hey, <laughs> yeah, but hear me out, man. So I've never really usually been a big football fan. Over the years, I've kind of gotten more interested in it. I think this year I'm going to declare a team. And I want to say it now, even though it's probably a little too late because it's already going to look bandwagonish, but I don't care. I'm rolling with the hometown Jets. I'm rolling with my man. Oh, Aaron oh, Rodgers. Oh, that's bullshit, bro. That's that's bullshit. You've been watching Hard Knocks. That's I'm bullshit. In. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in. Yo, I'm in. All the way around, man. Talent, though, man. I, 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 I'm not mad at that. I am. What? Aaron Rodgers? I mean... You got Quentin Williams, Sauce, um, Sauce Gardner, also as a rookie. Zach yeah. Wilson. I mean, they they should have a really good season. They got a tough division. I mean, you're in that division with the with the Bills, and then you got uh, the, the 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 Miami Dolphins. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a tough tough sledding. But I, I really am excited about the Jets. I haven't been excited about Jets football since like Curtis Martin. So yeah, I, I've had I've had three NFL teams in my life. I have I've had three. Uh, and I'm the last one I picked is gonna be my, you know, the one that I stick with for life. Know what I mean? So <laughs> I have, I was a Seahawks fan during the uh the Legion of Boom. I love okay. that defense. I love that defense. And then they blew it all up. So what the hell? Um and then I was a Jets fan for like two or three years, but I don't know, they brought Geno in for the for QB and I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, really, I don't really like this offense. Like I don't really like the way they play anymore. But now and let me tell you, this was my team last year before all the moves. I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. Oh, wow. Fins up. Oh, wow. Miami, Miami, <laughs> Miami, one of my favorite cities in the world. Yeah. Uh, Tyreek Hill, my, one of my favorite uh, players, probably my second favorite player after Odell. Odell's my favorite NFL player. Jalen Ramsey came through. Two and I say healthy, man. Jesus Christ, bro. Yeah, man. That's the key. Like, they had a backup starting in the playoffs, which sucked. So, yeah, man. I I don't want to see him get knocked out anymore, like cold like that. Yeah, I'm just like questioning because it's like, I mean, you see nowadays all these six foot quarterbacks. It's just like, is is he gonna be sustainable to be able to play? Because when you watch the hits, like they're nothing crazy, vicious or anything. It's just like the whip back. Yeah. And once he hits the floor, it's heavy bouncing, bro. I'm sustainably play quarterback for 18 games. I don't know. I don't know, man. And I I, I don't even know where our backup is. Like I gotta I gotta do a deep dive. Um <laughs> but I'm always excited for NFL season until the NBA season starts. Like I'll be locked in every Sunday and every Monday and every Thursday when football's when football come back. But once open and night happen, it's like a switch goal. Mm-hmm. I don't even want oh, it. Man, I love Here's a thought that I had. It's just a thought. What if we started? I mean, I was thinking about uh, NBA fantasy league. Mm. I know NBA is every day. It's it's intense doing that every game. day. Exactly. I usually win my leagues, but if you don't, <laughs> win, just because. Out. People be getting tired out by January, and I just be still going. Um, 
So either I think if we either we do a maybe an NFL fantasy league and do like an NBA FanDuel uh, lineup sometimes. Like we do the lineups on the okay. on, the, on like FanDuel. Exactly. So we don't have to do it every day. Yeah. You know, switch it up. Yeah. That's just a thought. We can talk about it. Because um, I love fantasy. Mm. But I just, don't, I just don't know football like that. So. <laughs> All right. I don't know how we got to talk about football. Thanks. Thanks for that, Big. A <laughs> um, couple more topics before we let you guys enjoy your Sunday. Um, yo, we're getting old, man. And I titled this uh, episode, We Getting Old, because we getting old. We getting old. Uh, <laughs> our, our heroes are becoming enshrined, bro. Like, all the players yeah. we saw growing up, um, Kobe, Kobe, rest in peace, is going to have a statue coming this uh, in 2024. Um, interested what that's going to look like. Sean Marion and Amari Stoudemire's jersey are having a jersey retire, bro. Like, that what? In the Matrix? What? Yeah, man. One of my favorite teams to watch back in the day, man. That, that, oh, that, that, that team, man. Pick and roll. With Amari used to be crazy. Then you had Sean Marion with the weird-ass jump shot. Hitting threes. Every time he hit a three, yo, I just always amazed every time he hit a three, yo. He was one of the people I used to watch shoot and be like, and be like man, maybe my jump ain't that bad. Like, you know what I'm mean? saying? Like, <laughs> messed up elbow little thing going on. It was like a little flick of the wrist. Yeah, man. Yeah, but man. defense, and he had to balance. And then you had Amari just dunking on everybody. He probably got the most bodies in, like, NBA history, probably. But that yeah, was dope. definitely a 14. Definitely oh, well-deserved yeah. for them to get that jersey. They, even though they didn't really, you know, to some people's standards, didn't win the, the, the ultimate prize. That team was just really fun to watch. Phoenix doesn't really, not that I could think of, have a lot of people that they would probably want to retire jerseys for. So, you know, yeah. I think that would be a good moment for, for, for them. Yeah, that's, that's big for the franchise. It's good to highlight those, uh, those pillars. Right. Those pillars. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I used to love that team, bro. We're like 06. I used to love that team. But once we start, they started going up against the Lakers and beating us, I started to hate them. Uh, I think they beat us in the first round one year. Steve Nash stole two MVPs from Shaq and Kobe. Like, how did that happen, bro? He averaged like 18 and 10 or something like that. Like, And I just started resenting him. So he's the reason why I don't like the Suns. Um, Amari Stoudemire was one of my favorite players when he dunked on all the way candy. Stephon Marbury made the face. Dunked on everybody that you could think of, bro. Like, he was a supreme talent. Came out of high school. Sean Marion out of UNLV. uh, Relatively unknown coming into the league, but made a name for himself. Um, All-world defender, competitor. That jump shot was messed up, but... um, he was he was a good player. He was a good player. Weird. They even had Joe Johnson. They had a squad, bro. They had yeah, Joe Johnson. Johnson. They had uh, Q Rich. Yeah, they had some squads, man. Some shooters. Yeah, they had a squad. Barbosa. They had a little Barbosa. Yeah. And my and my all time hated son, Roger Bell. Roger Bell. I don't like Roger Bell. Oh, who does? He he closed line Kobe. Mm. I don't know if I remember that. Um, I, think I, I do remember the playoffs one year. Yeah, they was going out in the playoffs, and he closed mine them. <laughs> so do you, do you remember that Kobe, uh, that game winner, that pull up against the? Yeah, Sun? my favorite shot of all time. Uh, man, I love that. That was that's enshrined in my head, bro. 
that was one of the most iconic reactions you can ever like see. And there's even more footage of that. And um, like he was so hyped up about that shot. Like I've never seen him that excited. So that's one of my that's probably my favorite shot of all time against us, Suns in game. Damn, I always forget what game it was in, but it was in the playoffs that year. Yeah. Um, oh, another right. from my, my my son's fanhood, Alvin Gentry's accents. I love his accent. Hey, yo. <laughs> if you listen to him, he is so country and I love it. He's so country, bro. Where's he from? You know where he's from? <laughs> I don't know where he's from originally, but I love hearing him talk, man. It is hilarious. He's, I mean, he's articulate as shit, but it's the country twain is just blaring. Can you please give us a gentry impersonation? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try it. Hold on. Let me think. Come on, guys. You guys gotta uh, run back. <laughs> that's my best. My that's best I could do. That's just like basketball. Yeah, we just play basketball. Hey, yo, <laughs> <laughs> nah, shout out to gentry, man. Former former Laker uh, assistant coach, I believe, as well. Um, so he's a good dude. Yeah, he's well. Well respected. Got the wrong end of the stick in in, the, in New Orleans, I think. Um, with that abrupt let go. Yeah, man. Yeah. So it happens. Uh, all right. Just got one more topic. Wow, we went through these topics really quickly. Um, and that being the ESPN sportsbook deal, they've been having an active summer, yo. ESPN has an active summer. They've been going to work. Um, yeah. Just solidified a two not a two billion dollar ten year deal with Penn Entertainment, um, who will be handling ESPN Bet. Huge for the for the betting industry. Um, as, as we all know, there's there's a ton of platforms you can bet on, like BetMGM, FanDuel, uh, DraftKings, uh, PointsBet. There's so many I can't keep up with them all. But ESPN has something they don't that those other platforms don't have, obviously, which is the watch part of it. Like, to be able to integrate betting with, you know, their D2C product and be able to watch and bet at the same time, potentially, that's a huge deal. And that's something that they can really disrupt the market share in that aspect. I don't know if they're going decide, to decide to do that, but um, a part of that deal, um, Barstool Sports, or not Barstool Sports, Barstool was sold back to Dave Portnoy for a dollar? Was it was it free? Pure brilliance. You call it brilliance. I call it okay. But then they get, you know, they get 50% of any potential sale. Yeah. Moving forward. And I can see him wanting to sell. Yeah, I can I can see him bringing bringing the value back up in that company and then, you know, potentially selling maybe in 10 years or so. I mean, when he does with that platform, I mean, he's he's really great. Just like his um his content like that they're able to at Barstool, the content that they put at bar at Barstool is, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's very good. It's very well thought of and articulated. Even if you like watch his like short clip of the pizza trials all throughout the country, like he, he's good at making content and getting viewers engaged. I I don't, I don't agree with you. And here's why. And here's why. I've, I've seen Barstool over the years in their content. And yes, they do have compelling content. Like you said, the pizza reviews, I, I, they're pretty good. Um, but I've also seen them put out content that I don't agree should be uh, let, and let, let out in a public platform. 
Yeah. I've also seen that, that part of it. Definitely a good business move for sure. Like nobody's in question that. Like, but now he's gonna have to spend some money. He's gonna have to spend some of his own money to get that back up. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely have to reinvest it. And especially he has a non-compete. And I think the non-compete is going to be more on the gambling side. Um, so it'll be difficult for him. I think also that's where the platform also went left. When he started doing like all the gambling incentive and motivated and talked about his bets, it was just like you lost like authenticity and you lost like validity. People didn't really take your your sports acumen that seriously. People mm-hmm. just, you know, they liked hearing you talk about like certain people, personalities, culture, but they didn't really respect you as an authority to talk about sports and other topics. And once it got off topic, it was like, okay, we, we could care less. Yep. And then ESPN is going to have a, a problem on our hand in their hands of how they figure out how to weave in their, their talent yeah. into the, into the, I, I personally, I loved when they did um, the daily wager on ESPN. That was one of my, my go-to betting shows. And they, they fired Doug Kazarian. They fired, you know, the Lego, some of their staff. So um, I'm, you know, interested to see how they do. I think they'll probably ultimately get like another channel, another network. ESPN, the Ocho, just for the betting. (laughs) I mean, I think they have to. You have to like, you know, treat it, the segments differently. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they like, because, you know, most of their, not most of their, but some of their, um, inside guys have inside information and how they relay that information can move lines and you don't want to have any internal conflict of interest type of thing yeah. and making sure that Woj is embedding <laughs> Woj should not be embedding. <laughs> he's not moving the ticker yeah Adam Schaefer is not betting on uh, football games and stuff like that so yeah. you gotta figure that stuff out man and uh, a lot of these former players have been betting on like Finding out they've been betting on their own teams and stuff. These college players, I don't know what's going on. That whole Iowa State scandal with their with their football and their uh, baseball. So, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting, and they like stop, bro. You got NIL deals now. You don't need to be betting on your own team. I don't get it. Like, just follow the rules, man. Just follow the rules. Don't be dumb. Yeah, I think I think it's just short sighted. That's all it is. Yeah, for real. Did we lose bait? <laughs> I heard bait in like 10 minutes. It's like, where my, where my dog at? <laughs> Dude, man. No, I'm here, man. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. I had to handle stuff behind the scenes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Multitasking. I dig it, I dig it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about y'all, but I'm hungry as hell. Oh, man. I'm, well, I'm, I'm starving, bro. I'm starving. I don't have any more I'm topics. Man. Place I'm eat at oh, we, done with we got one more topic. We got to talk about the Hall of Fame inductees and the Shrinies. Oh, my God. We cannot forget that. It's literally right here. Why Why did I skip it? Um, you, Introduce it, King. You got it. Okay. Uh, well, over the, you know, over the last weekend, uh, this weekend, we, you know, saw um, some of our favorite childhood heroes going to the National Basketball Hall of Fame. I mean, we saw Greg Popovich, Paul Gasol, uh, Tony Parker, Dwayne Wade, which almost brought me to tears. Um, we have the Jersey legend, who I am very, very proud. Finally, got recognition. Jim Valvano, New Jersey basketball would not would be would it be would not be what it is without Jim Valvano, the great former Rucker coach. Uh, he got a lot of shine uh, winning the national championship at uh, NC State in 1983. But you know, just some great and shining. Oh, Becky Hammond. I mean, we really, really this weekend was great from a basketball standpoint. Just want to acknowledge those legends. What an amazing class. What an amazing, amazing really, class. Right? 
Um, I think Allen Iverson presented Dwayne Wade, uh, Duncan, and like forgot Dirk. Oh Jesus Christ, man! What the yeah, hell? I'm slipping, but yes, shout out to the greatest foreign-born player ever. Yeah, Dirk is my guy. Um, Ginobili and Duncan presented Tony Parker. Uh, Becky Hammond had a heartfelt message to Pop, who gave her her first shot, and just talked about how he's influenced a whole generation of females who now know that this is attainable and possible to be like a coach yeah. in the men's game. And it's, it was just incredible to see, man. And the way he brought his father on stage and he shared a moment, and it, that was important for me to see as a father. Oh, now. I, I still, I love that, man. Was, that was the most beautiful thing this weekend. That was great, man. That was great. Um, yeah. I didn't watch it, but I did see all the clips and just thought it was a great celebration of of great players, man. I know for me, Tony Parker, I didn't talk about, we didn't talk about him that much. I want to talk about him really quick. Wow. Um, What a career. He was, came in as a small, skinny French point guard nobody knew about and just completely took over that Spurs team at a moment where at a moment where they didn't have a that identity, right? Like the admiral, the admiral was was out of the picture. Um, Duncan was by himself, and they were trying to figure it out. Um, it was the first time Pop had been without, you know, two superstars, and he came in, man. And I think Ginobili was already there. I think Ginobili was already there. So they was kind of groom him, uh, the Argentinian guard that nobody knew as well, and he was building this this. Dynasty, bro, and he was like fast. He was quick, and he had the patented floater. I, I learned the floater became part of my game because, because of him. Like, what a what a career he had was able to have. Um, 2007 NBA Finals MVP. Uh, people don't talk about that enough when they talk about him. So he had a great career. Yeah, I mean that that spin move and that floater. I mean, just really the quickness. Um, pick and roll. I mean, just just offensively, defensively, just a really sound player for a lot of years. Great for international basketball, what he did for France as well. I mean, I watched a documentary on Netflix, so I've got a little bit more detail on it. Um, just a fantastic player. I mean, like you said, just a small, scrawny kid coming out. You know, I mean, you see the transition from, you know, the Admiral, the Twin Tower years, the Sean Elliott years, and then now just moving to the modern game a little bit where they just the dynamic with Duncan, Ginobili, that three-headed monster. Um, was just a great player for so many years. Um, yeah, it, it, you know, it was great to see him get get, get inducted and enshrined. Um, but yeah, I mean, the whole weekend was fantastic. So yeah, shout, shout out to the Spurs, man. They 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 know how to build teams. Tony Parker was definitely an unknown. Out of all of the the players who have Finals MVPs, he he to me may, maybe like the most underrated. Uh, I didn't even until y'all said it, I didn't even know. He had a finals MVP. That just makes his, his I guess, the right word is underrate, underration, or just him being underrated even more crazy. Yeah, he was a, <laughs> he was definitely a a a, a pillar in, in in my Austin voice for that team. <laughs> he definitely was one of the 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 pieces that made the the, the engine go for them, and it, it's it's good to see that players like him, D Wade, kind of get recognized when. When you talk about basketball and you talk about the, some of the greatest guards, you rarely ever hear Tony Parker, and maybe rightfully so. There were definitely better guards, but he was definitely the the engine that made all those championship teams that they had go for sure. Without him, 
it, it would have been really tough for them to win any of those championships in, in his era, you know, before he got there. I'm really mad he decided to go to Charlotte at the end of his career. Yeah, that was just so puzzling. When I, when I watched it on the documentary, it, it was just so puzzling to everybody around him. I mean, they didn't understand why. You know, he wanted to extend his career. He had some injuries, but, you know, mentored um, Kimba a little bit. But it was just so puzzling because Sacra- uh, San Antonio was just home. Yeah, I remember I watched that documentary. Yeah, it's always weird. It's always weird to see those players who spend like a hundred years on one team do that little final hurrah on another team. And it's like yeah. sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't work out. I don't want to compare him to Jordan, but it was just, just a weird feeling of seeing certain players in different jerseys. It yeah, just, it, it, it always got to me. Like seeing Jordan in a Wizards jersey was like, ah. D-Wade went to Chicago. Right. Jordan was like part owner of the Wizards. Just seeing a Tony Parker Hornets jersey, like that don't even make sense in any world. Yeah, that was sure. weird. That was weird. <laughs> like, what sense? But Dirk was able to stay 20 years with the same team, win the championship in 2011. That was a great – that's one of the best finals run by players as well. As well. Like I said with Kawhi, he like – Dirk was so great, man. I, I love Dirk. Uh, one of my favorite players of all time. Uh, supreme shooter. The best big man shooter of all time. Sorry, Cat Car Anthony Towns. You are not the best big man shooter of all time. We <laughs> don't know what the hell you think. You're a good shooter, Yo, bro. So, bro. Real quick question before we end this. Where are y'all on the stance that, at least I've seen it going around Twitter even more. It's been a topic before, but I've seen it going around Twitter more since he got inducted. Where do you understand that he has won the hardest ring? Hmm. That, that 2011. They said that people are saying that that was the hardest ring won. No. 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 Yeah, I'm not. I'm not in full agreement with either. I just wanted to bring it up. I think LeBron the hardest ring. Yeah, the LeBron 2016 is the hardest ring to come back from three one. I mean, you got to think that Warriors team beat KD and Russ came back and came back from three one down from them. So I just think you know that that in my opinion, I've seen you know LeBron and Kyrie had forty up uh, forty point games together like, in the finals. You won't see that again probably. So I think it's up there though. It definitely is. I think yeah, also think up there. Definitely up there. Definitely. I also think the Lakers 2009 championship was pretty hard against the Celtics. Oh, not um, 2009, 2010. 2010. I, I think that was hard because uh, that obviously that Boston team is really good. Um, so I think that was a hard one. I mean, I'm I'm gonna die on this hill if Perk doesn't get injured. Yeah, I don't think the Lakers win that. That's me. I mean, but that was not a good finals. We can we can we can talk about superlatives to be blue in the face, but they got that ass with. <laughs> We could do hypotheticals all day, huh? Yep. Perk, you got your 08 chip. We, we, God forbid they didn't get that 08 chip. Oh, my God, bro. That's all they talk about. But um, oh, yeah. they was able to win in 2008. Uh, Powell, who also went into the, the Hall of Fame as well. We forgot Powell. Um, oh, yeah. I was really pissed off at Powell in that, in that finals. He wasn't ready yet. KG took advantage of that and just destroyed him. Like, oh, my God. I was so mad at Powell, but... He he made it up in 2010, bro. He he really did. He played really extremely well and got the better of KG on, on multiple occasions. Sorry, Bake. Um, so yeah, we're good. <laughs> you can wrap it up now, huh? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. But uh, like I well, said, all, I'm, 
everybody involved is more than well deserved. I, I'm not mad at the Hall of Fame class at all. Yeah, it was it was a great class. Let me see if I could think who's who's uh eligible for next year. Gotta be a couple people. Let me see if what I can is the it. I'm not I'm sorry I'm not you know knowledgeable on this. What is the 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 requirements? You have to be out of the league, retired five probably. Five years out of the five league. Years. Oh, damn! Been out of the league for five years. Uh, I can't even think of nobody who's retired over the last. Chauncey Billups. Oh, big shot. We got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, he'll, he'll probably get in. He'll probably get in. Uh, Vince Carter. Vince Carter been in the league five years already. I don't think so. He was with the Hawks. He was with the Hawks low key for, for some time. Yeah, this this list is bullshit. Yeah, he might he might have like a year or two left. But oh, there Sean is Hill. one guy who I think deserves to be in the hall. Who I, I think he he doesn't get the respect just from the the nineties and the two thousands. I would love to see Stephon Marbury get in the Hall of Fame. Oh wow! Or the NBA player, just me. I mean. I would love it, but is he a Hall of Fame player? I, I think so, man. Seven-time All-Star. Like, I, I, I just I, – I think the guy deserves yeah, he was it. A All-Star. He wasn't a seven-time All-Star. Who, Stephon Marbury? Yeah, he was two-time All-Star. Two-time All-Star? Yeah. Damn. Oh, one and oh, three. Wait, I thought, he, I thought he was in the All-Star game more than that, too. Two times, I don't know now. Yeah, I don't know about that. Oh. <laughs> if it was seven, I'd be like, yeah, maybe, but two? God damn. Yeah, two yeah. two times a little low for my guy. Yeah, two time NBA All Star, two time All NBA third team. Oh, damn, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Numbers like that, I can't. I can't vouch for you, dog. <laughs> he might go into. Tra- he he's might go into. Tra- he's going down in. He's going he got, down in whatever New York, New York Hall of Fame they got out there. He's going down in that for sure. Yeah, he might go into Chinese Hall of Fame. <laughs> Shut up, bro. Oh, shit. <laughs> No, that's not. He got a statue in China, bro. Oh yeah, no statues, documentaries. My my guy, yeah. that's not a shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. Nah. He was one of like the first like big names to kind of go over there. That's what I'm yeah. saying. He was like, over there for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine years, bro. Oh wow. So, shout out to you know you money in China. You know you get money in China when you release your sneakers for like five dollars. <laughs> no, you know you get money when you in China and when you don't come back. <laughs> you <laughs> come back, bro. bro like, I'm I'm out. Shout out to Shout out yeah. to Stephen Barry. Stephen oh, Barry. Wow. Barry, wow. Wow. I'm like, we're really old. It is confirmed. Yeah, we old man. We are old. <laughs> well, all right, man. I'm hungry as hell, bro. I'm gonna I'm gonna make something to eat. I'm gonna chill out. Um, which I got planned for the football. Watching football. Oh, is on is is it on primetime TV? Well, we got some preseason games coming on at three o'clock. So yeah, man, kick off the NFL Network. I bet I don't got. It. Do I have it? I don't know if I have it. YouTube um, TV. Baby. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We good. We good. We good. All right, bet. Um, and then the 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 USA team plays uh, Spain at three or three thirty. Yeah, we got some things to do. I got the house to myself. Know what I mean. Might do a little something, something. So, uh, until next week, uh, we appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, fun topics today. I think 
the NBA has its release, its schedule release this week, so we can pick out some games and see what the interesting matchups are going to be and stuff like that. And I'm sure, I don't know if Dane's going to get traded or not, but it's, it's, the time is ticking. Um, so we'll, we'll see what mm-hmm. how that happens. But uh, appreciate you guys listening. Until next week, peace out. Peace. Next week.